evening, folks. It's Rob McCoy and Dr. Robin Evans, and uh, it's our fireside, fireside chat for Sunday night, uh, March 22nd. And um, tonight, uh, we wanted to just calm everybody's anxieties a little bit uh, by taking a look at some statistics. And um, I have, uh, you know what? This is an interesting one. I think we might be able to have a call in here. Um, this is uh, someone who was just on Fox News. Uh, they just spent time going over some of these statistics that we're going to cover momentarily. We'll see if they call in, and then we'll show you who the special guest is. Um, but anyways, um, what I wanted to do is I wanted to show you some statistics. Uh, this is the, well, here we go. Hang on. <laughs> this is, you got to kind of wing it here. Charlie, you there? I am here. So uh, we're on a live stream with the folks from our church and some others around the country. And uh, you just got off Fox News with Steve Hilton. Am I correct? That's right. Yeah, it's great to be talking to you and great sermon this hey, morning, Rob. So uh, Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we, we had a number of folks listening all around the country. And um, I, I, was, uh, I was really moved by what you had shared on Fox tonight about the concerns over the economy. And um, I was going to share some statistics tonight to kind of alleviate some of the fears of the congregation. Um, but I also wanted you to touch on what you're seeing. And I, I actually had some of your quotes in here that I wanted to share with everybody. But uh, just share whatever's on your heart in regards to that, just so folks can kind of get a perspective. Yeah, well, well th thank you, Rob. It's, it's really kind and just for everyone listening that might not be familiar, I uh, I consider Rob to be my pastor, and so it's it's an honor to be talking with all of you. Look, this is uh, this is a crisis. The question we need to ask ourselves is how much of this is a crisis of our own making, and how much of this is a crisis that has been dealt to us. Um, and so we, I, I have to give our country credit for being able to shut down and for people to post zeros on their cash register uh, for days and now weeks for the betterment of people they might not ever know or might they might not ever know they're trans transmitting a disease. Um, but I could tell you that if you did an instant poll right now or an instant question to 100,000 Americans and you ask them, are you more worried about getting the virus or someone you care about contracting the virus and dying from the virus, or are you more worried about the current economic trajectory that our country is on, self-inflicted, mind you? I believe, based on everyone I've talked to and the thousands of people I communicate with, on the millions of people we communicate with on digital and social media every single day, um, the anxiety of the country has now shifted to economic uncertainty and cultural uncertain uncertainty. And so I, don't, I think we have to look at this not as a single uh, variable analysis, but as a multivariable analysis, where the health experts, if... To the extrapolation of their entire argument is to shut down the country indefinitely until all diseases are are gone, and that's not that's not sustainable, and it's not right. And I think they mean well by what they're saying, but to weigh real life consequences, fourteen thousand people committed suicide after the financial crisis in two thousand eight and two thousand nine. We're already seeing an escalation in alcoholism, in domestic battery. Um, in suicide as well, all across the country, because of an economic, um, because of economic uncertainty, we don't talk about it enough. As those of us that advocate for a pro-prosperity free market, but 
you, you have stronger families, stronger communities, more vacations, more family time when you're able to know that your 401k will steadily improve. A lot of that has been temporarily put in jeopardy. The president's doing a phenomenal job of um, kind of gauging all this. But my message to your, you know, the people watching and listening as well as anyone out there, um, we need to make this the back-to-work week, meaning we've done our 15 days, um, and then we can kind of parse out parts of the country that are very heavily affected and even some counties that aren't. And based on the data you shared this morning, Rob, Ventura County, that's not heavily affected based by on your population. It just isn't. Um, now, I'm not trying to say it's insignificant or it shouldn't be addressed, right. but I would make the argument that a total and complete business shutdown and putting zeros on the cash register um, I don't think that's a I don't think that's a proportionate response based on the data that was supplied there, um, and I think those decisions need to be made on a county by county basis and a state by state basis. And I, one last thing I just shared on Fox, which fifty nine percent of all the cases in the country are concentrated by are by twenty percent of the people in the country. Um, so it's California, New Jersey, New York, but that's not even fair because if you take out L A County and you take out San, the San Francisco area, California is basically on pace for cases similar to um, like Arizona or right. Utah. Or, or, and so it's actually an urban disease is what you're looking at here. Yeah. And the more data that comes in, the more we'll be able to make that case. So uh, honored to be here, Rob. Thank you. Uh, Charlie, thanks. And, and I'll, I'll share some of the data that we have for the folks out there. But uh, I know you've had a long day, and thanks for all you're doing. And I'll talk with you later. God bless you. You got it. God bless. Thank you. Bye. So he was just on Fox News with Steve Hilton sharing some of that. And I I wanted to kind of settle everybody a little bit. And then uh, Robin's going to share one of the directives, the stay well at home directive that was given by the county. And even, you know, we, we, we don't want to throw public officials under the bus. We know that, uh, and I, I hold that seat, um, and, and you have to make tough decisions, and uh, everyone's trying to do the best they can. Um, we we, uh, we want to prepare for the worst and hope for the best. Um, and, and folks need wisdom. We need to be praying for our public leaders. Uh, they're doing the best they can to navigate this. And... Uh, we're, we're getting conflicting information, but there are some things that we can look at that are clear. And here's one of them. Uh, a little virus perspective here as, um, in a sense, it says, as of this morning, here's, here's the math. 324,000 confirmed cases worldwide. That means so far uh, the chances of getting uh, COVID-19 is 1 in 18,815. Uh, 14,000 deaths worldwide. Therefore, the chances of dying from this are one in 428,000. So you can see that uh, this is this is not overwhelming. Uh, it, it's awful. Every every death is awful. But in comparison to fentanyl overdoses, and you know, as Charlie was stating, uh, so many other things yeah. too. Yeah, I mean. Uh chance of death from a lightning strike is one in 700,000. Okay, it's a little bit more. But certainly, if you're texting about COVID-19 and driving, your chance of death is much greater than actually contracting COVID-19. Texting and driving. Not, yeah, yeah, not to underscore what's going on here, but I agree. Perspective is important. Here's, uh, here's some more. Um, of the 200,000 COVID-19 tests performed in the U.S. Uh, to date, 
the confirmed case is, cases are 24,000, roughly one in 10. The number of confirmed cases will certainly rise, but so far the rise is not to the uh, geometric or exponential that Korea and Taiwan have seen. So you want to touch on that one? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I, I mean, the growth of all viruses initially within a community is exponential. And you eventually get to a point in which that curve changes. Right. And it changes because of the things that we do. Right. Um, and it also changes on the environment. So, uh, you know, for instance, United States is a very different geographic place than Italy, very different geographic place than China, very different than South Korea. So although we have those examples, um, our reality is different. Um, I guess what we're trying to get to tonight, looking at these numbers, is uh, is is the treatment uh, worse than the disease? I, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, uh, yeah, it's true. Yeah, I mean, what we're doing to this economy is devastating in some regards, 100%. and we need to be praying for our public leaders that they would understand this. Um, the person who had sent this wrote, uh, they're not trying to downplay the issue, but also they want to give perspective, even in places fully equipped, China, Korea, Taiwan, and even Italy, the virus is predictable in effect, uh, in, in effect and prevention. It is not an unknown, uh, follow the rules and the virus will pass quickly and with, uh, little choice to affect you and me. Uh, wash our hands, follow the rules, uh, the things that the president has laid out. Yeah, I, I think... Social distancing. Absolutely. And Why do they say social distancing? Why can't they say, stay away from each other? <laughs> Why do they have to complicate it? <laughs> it sounds cooler. Yeah, right? Yeah, right. It sounds cooler. Yeah, it sounds way cooler. Um, yeah, I, I just, you know, it is the reason for the common cold. It mm. is a common cold. Yeah. It's just a new one. So I, I think, you know, bearing that in mind, every... You know, coronavirus does have a different effect. It has a different um, rate or vector of, of contagion. So there's, the chance of spread is different. But ultimately, we're dealing with a really bad common cold. Yeah. So um, that, that's, that's another way to think about it. Uh, this, this, is, um, uh, this is an individual who is very well connected, sent me this uh, today. And um, they have spoken with six doctors, three senators, Four congressmen, 12 CEOs, and a few major billionaire players via text and calls. They said, I'm very conflicted by the data and stories I have been hearing. They go on to say, um, some believe this is the worst crisis in history of America. Others believe this is overblown and everyone needs to go back to work immediately. All of them, I trust their intellect and understanding of rational decision making they have all achieved big success. They are so beyond opposed on this crisis. Um, it is hard to put into words. And uh, they said, this is what I know. If people don't go back to work by next Monday, we will hit 12% unemployment. The stimulus won't do anything for the people I have talked to. I have never seen, as I go on to say, I've never seen an issue where talented people are so far apart, either their own sets of data. And the question is, what is the truth? What is the truth? And that's something we want to focus on tonight scripturally. What is the truth? Uh, you saw this this morning when I posted it. These are um, the, the data that we've received from Ventura County. Uh, this is up to date Ventura County. It, it may have changed as of today, but we had this yesterday. 
And uh, as you can see in the data, uh, there are 26 confirmed COVID-19, China virus, Wuhan virus, COVID-19 virus cases in Ventura County, 26. We haven't heard of a death thus far. Uh, In Thousand Oaks, we have five confirmed cases as of yesterday. And so just to put that into perspective, the population of Ventura County, 854,000, that's 2017 census. Um, And then the population of Thousand Oaks is 128,995. So that means 28 out of 854,000 and five out of 128,000, almost 129,000. So if you're worried and scared, we're, we're to follow the protocols, the president of the governor, But in the same regard, we have to push our legislators and encourage them that the greatest consequence would be the destruction of our economy. Uh, We really need to put this into perspective in Ventura County and in Thousand Oaks as well. Um, We need to be praying for our leaders. They're trying to make the best decisions. There's there's no nefarious actions, I don't believe. I I think there's uh, every civic leader is concerned. There's a a fear level that's associated with it. Um, There's there's so much that we don't know about the virus and things that are scaring people. Uh, Now we've got, as I understand, approval from the FDA that there'll be a test that'll take, what, 45 minutes? Yeah. Yeah, there's a uh, basic point of care testing that's that's being rolled out, which is phenomenal. Phenomenal. I yeah. mean, the, the the rapid rate at which that was accomplished and, and to have that in such a uh, quick fashion, uh, we're going to be able to be diagnosing and seeing wherever this thing exists. Absolutely. And treat it. Yeah. Uh, and they're also working on uh, treatments to it, as I understand. Uh, ab- breakthroughs. Yeah. yeah, there's lots of breakthroughs. And, and actually, I mean, there's no better time for innovation than a time in which you have to pull back from the world. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, Sir Isaac Newton, development of calculus, thank you, bubonic plague, yeah. right? You know, thank the bubonic plague every time you have to, you know, take a differential. And I, really, I, I didn't do well in, in calculus, so I don't know if I want to <laughs> yes. thank Sir Isaac Newton, but <laughs> go ahead. No, it's, yeah, it's a big deal. And, and I think this is a very special time uh, for innovators because there's an amazing opportunity. You have an amazing problem. And there is amazing solutions. And we have the smartest, brightest, most well-resourced people in the world all here. And there will be amazing things that come out of it, 100%. And, folks, I've shared data with you, not so that you can be bombastic and deride our civic leaders, but to pray for them. Um, Pray for wisdom for them. Pray that they would see this data, that they would make decisions uh, conducive to uh, the industry within our county and within our state and within our nation, uh, within our city. Uh, I, I know that I'm burdened over those. And, and I, I'm praying for our mayor, our other council members, our city manager. Uh, we're limited at the city level, but as, as we're uh, informed by the county, we, we have directives from the county that we're forced to uh, apply by. You, you read this. Do you want to give it a yeah. synopsis? And also, uh, Francis Collins, who's the director of the NIH, solid Christian guy. Yeah. Uh, a solid Christian guy right in the middle. of He's actually a gen- physician and a geneticist. And and he's right in the middle of this. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, I, I don't. He's he's one that actually has been on my heart to pray for um, well, specifically. So th- that is so critical yeah. because you, everyone's going to have an opinion. Everyone's going to be frustrated. We're all concerned, but in in reality, uh, we we get. 
countless emails. I've gotten speculation and, and, and innuendo and I've gotten rumors and I've gotten yeah. all kinds. And, and you have to sift through this stuff yeah. and go yeah. fact check the it. Vo- the volume of the it. The volume yeah. of it. Yeah. And, and people are upset and they, they, you know, they, they talk about fake news. Well, there's, there's fake emails that, that people <laughs> propagate because they just pass it on. Obviously, it's got to be real. It's what it, what it, uh, what's the quote? Um, uh, don't believe everything that you've read on the internet. Quote is by Abraham Lincoln. yes yes i love it (laughs) so folks i i I wanted to show you this so first of all it would calm your concerns and fears but also to stimulate you to pray uh to pray for our leaders and and if we want to have an attitude a christian attitude towards all of this uh, i've taken us to this before but i'm going to do it again it's it's critical this is out of philippians and this is where i want to focus tonight the passage says Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. But the passage goes on to say something that is very critical for us in this time. For all of you who are worried and all of you who receive emails with spurious uh, quotes and and, uh, information that hasn't been documented and you want to formulate an opinion and you want to be angry at your civic leaders and you want to think of the worst case scenario, you know, the Bible says love hopes all things. Uh, The heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. Uh, We're to pray for our rulers and those in authority. And so, Paul writing this, he goes on to say in verse 8, which is critical. This is, this is to be our stand right here in verse 8. He says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Focus on the truth. And dwell on that and then meditate, pray that in, ask God to reveal that, ask God to impart that, you know, um, speaking truth to power. You just heard a man uh, who who was gracious enough to call in and give us some insights. And as I understand, the president of the United States was listening to that broadcast. Um, He was honorable to the president, but in the same regard, he spoke truth. And these folks have decisions to make. And as uh, Robin, you pointed out, even this, this man who is a physician and a geneticist, yeah. he has a heart for the Lord, but yeah. he's got to make these critical decisions. Well, and you know what's occurred to me, Rob, is that um, God knows who to put in what position. He appoints all positions. At what time. Right. And in this time, he's placed very special people in positions of power. Because he knows who they are, he knows their heart, and he knows what they're capable of doing. So anyway, people like that really step out in my mind, and that's why I want to pray for them. We really need to do that. We're going to do that tonight. We'll close with prayer for our leaders. I I do want to answer some questions. Uh, We have this high-tech method of doing it. Um, And so... Uh, it's my texting from <laughs> Micah in the back because we, we've got what four of us operating the it's, whole thing. That's great. Yeah. Uh, here's a question that you're probably going to have to answer. Sure. Why is COVID-19 having this effect, quarantine, et cetera, versus H1N1, SARS, bird flu, et cetera? Yeah. And I'm not sure if this is the same question, but they said, I heard that this virus is actually not very robust, that it does not tolerate temperatures over 88 degrees Fahrenheit. If that is true, how does it get a foothold in people because mm. our core temperature is greater than that? <laughs> right. And why are there, quor- why 
are there quarantine duration differences between federal and state levels? Great yeah. questions. Why yeah, great questions. So the first question was, um, why all these extreme measures when we've already seen different coronaviruses? H1N1. And H1N1. You want to touch on corona, why we got that name? Yeah, it's sure. not named yeah. after a beer. Yeah, no, it's, it's actually not. I mean, <laughs> you, you think, you no, think corona uh, extra. That's, yeah, what, yeah. that's what the extra is. Yeah, yeah. No. What, what was a joke? Uh, <laughs> a, a Chinese virus named after a Mexican beer has ruined an Irish drinking holiday. <laughs> it's, <So>. true. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Sorry. Uh, yeah, no, it's because um, if you look at, uh, you know, viruses all look a little bit different. And this particular virus, if you look at it, it looks like um, Corona, Latin for crown. So it actually has the appearance of a crown, um, which is why they just called it the coronavirus family. So it's a whole family of evil things. So um, included in that family is, you know, mama, you know, common cold. And then there's papa SARS, yep. um, you know, which, which of course um, seems to be actually a little bit almost deadlier, yep. um, but it's much more difficult to catch. Um, the other one is uh, MERS. So this was the Middle Eastern Respiratory, respiratory Sy Syndrome. Respiratory yep. Syndrome. And that was basically from people who handled camels. Yep. So you had to be basically hugging and kissing camels to get, <laughs> to get this virus. And it was it's very deadly. Yep. Uh, you basically, it's it, the the death rate is incredibly high, but it's very difficult to catch. You have to. I got you. Be weird. Okay. So, um, yeah. So bird that, flu, H1N1, bird same flu, thing. H1N1, same same thing. So so that this particular one, um, its special power is that it's contagious. So it, aerosol. It, well, it's it's easily spread. It's, I, I believe it's technically droplet, uh, and there's, some, there's a little bit of controversy about that of, you know, is it aerosolized? You know, what precautions do you need? Because that actually means something different in the hospital. Right. Uh, it means everyone needs an N95 mask versus just a regular mask. Um, and what are the other things that you do for that? So um, right now it, uh, it's considered droplet precautions. Okay. Uh, which is actually better for... Why, for why such a strict quarantine as opposed to the others? Or should we have done the same with H1N1, SARS, bird flu, MERS, etc.? I think it's to protect the vulnerable. So because the spread is so great that the vulnerable in our society are more susceptible to have life-threatening complications. Yeah. And that's why I'm not afraid to call it the, you know, the uncommon cold. I mean, it's, it is the cold. And... Yes, it's deadly. For, for the wrong person at the wrong time, it's deadly. It'll kill you. Yeah. And, and that's exactly what we're seeing here. And those are folks that are compromised or elderly, although there, there's, there's some cases there where the young, but that's right. almost in every single situation we found, it seems yeah. to be someone who has had something of an affliction prior. That's correct. I mean, the great example of someone not was the, um, the ophthalmologist in China. Mm -hmm. So he, uh, of course, was a healthy 40-something-year-old guy but his total viral load was so high that we assume that that's the reason that he got it. It just hit him heavy. Hit him heavy. He had no mask, no nothing, seeing patients all day long. So. What about the, the temperature, 88 degrees, and then yeah. talking about the human oh, yeah, body, 98.6? It's, it's a good one, yeah. you know, because I actually I've heard this a couple times now. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, so uh, both true and false. So uh, you have to know if you're talking about a laboratory study done in vitro in a dish or in vivo, in a living person. Right. That's the first thing you got to know. And then the second thing is that we do know that warmer temperatures cause viruses 
to denature their proteins, they're not as effective, they're not as good at reproducing, and that's why we have a fever. So that's why you get a fever. You have a, your, your fever is actually helping you fight yeah. that viral infection. K killing it, right. Killing it, right. So it's a good thing. Um, but n no, I, I mean, it's... You don't want to go too high. And you, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, right, so I've heard some people say, you know, what about, you know, should I be drinking coffee all the time or should I, should I go in my sauna or, like, stay in my hot tub all day long? Well, that, that actually may make you immune compromised yeah. and actually more likely to get it. So that's probably not the best idea, but if you have a fever, well, that's, that's actually helping you. Yeah. So I don't know if that answers your question, but... Um, well, if it doesn't, there's... They okay. can text <laughs> he like, texts right back in. And yeah. then uh, the quarantine uh, duration difference between federal and state levels. Is that hard to fathom? Now, Charlie commented that if we take Los Angeles and San Francisco out of the equation, uh, the rest of California is basically... Um, minimally affected yep. but we have enormous homeless populations which are uh, breeding yep. zones for this this and that's probably one of the reasons why at the state level we have a higher quarantine exactly yeah and i, and I understand the governor's plight yep. because you know i how uh, i don't even want to get into the homeless issue and and the economy of california and the struggles there and the high rate of you know prices in homes and the lack of affordable all that we we have a problem 100%. and we have to deal with this immediate problem and that is probably one of the reasons why the quarantine levels are higher? Absolutely. That was my understanding as well. Um, and there's data still coming out. I mean, that's, yeah. we're, we're making, you know, I, we, the royal we, are making decisions based on the available evidence at the current time. And that changes. Yeah. That, that is a perfect segue to close tonight, uh, unless there's other questions. And, and if you didn't get a question answered tonight, you can, you can give it to us for tomorrow. You can email it. Uh, you just go online. We'll give you the emails on there. Um, you can do Micah at Godspeak.com. Um, you, you can just send us your questions uh, and we'll answer them tomorrow night. We'll be on every night until this is over. Unless, of course, you're in an emergency <laughs> operation. I'll sit here all by my lonesome <laughs> and people will tune out because they, they listen for you. Oh. But I think it's a good segue when you're talking about information is being uh, assimilated quickly and, and we're trying to grasp it and understand it. And really that, that boils down to the folks who have been given a position of authority have to process this with wisdom. And uh, there are a lot of noises out there, cacophony of noises. Mm -hmm. People are angry, frustrated, scared. Um, they, they propagate uh, things that haven't been verified and um, we've just got to be cautious and pray for these folks. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to do that. So if you're at home right now, you're listening, um, I want to pray for our leaders in accordance with what Paul says to Timothy. It's a pastoral directive that we pray for kings and those in authority that we would live quiet and peaceable lives in all godliness and reverence. So let's pray. Amen. Lord, we lift up uh, not only our president and his cabinet and all who are involved in um, in arresting this enemy and bringing this China virus, Wuhan, COVID-19 virus to its knees, defeating this enemy. And Lord, uh, trying to sustain this economy. Uh, we pray for not only our federal leaders, those that uh, have these enormous decisions to make that affect the 330 million people of the United States of America, but I, I think of our governors, especially Governor Newsom, uh, with large homeless populations, both in Los Angeles and San Francisco, 
And um, actually just the, the rumor that the National Guard is to be assembled for New York and California, uh, just the fear that that's going to instill in the populace. Uh, we, we love our freedoms and we do not like to see them usurped. And uh, any decision like that is one that requires wisdom. So God, please, if this governor is making a decision that is not conducive with the health and welfare of this state, Lord, I pray that you cause him to have no peace until he yields to your wisdom and your directive. We pray the same for all the legislators and those that would surround each of these leaders. We pray for our doctors, our first responders, all the folks that are on the front lines of fighting this war against this virus. And God, thank you for the men and women who have put themselves in harm's way to make sure food is delivered to every household uh, that are caring for these things in the critical industries and continuing to go to work. We pray for the small business owner, 90% of the economy driven by small business that are devastated by this, folks out of work. We pray provision and protection. We pray, Lord, that this would be lifted upon this nation, from this nation. Lord, show us mercy. I pray that there would be a return to you, that there would be a heart for folks to cry out to you and call on you and trust in you because that's really all that's necessary. You can change this in an instant and all we need to do is call upon the name of the Lord and we will be saved. So as a nation, Lord, I, I pray that you would cause an awakening and a revival for the hearts of the people to realize that they have come up against an enemy far greater than their intellectual ability to understand as these senators, congressmen, billionaires, CEOs are all baffled. Lord, you're not. You have the answers and the provision and you're awaiting us to call upon you. And so God, please, I pray that you'd show us mercy. Save this nation. Save this planet from this virus. Help us, God, that we would call upon the name of the Lord. And we thank you for this time together. Calm and quiet the hearts of all who are listening. Let them know that you are on the throne and that you are a God who can be trusted. And your peace surpasses all understanding. You guard our heart and our mind in Christ Jesus. And Lord, we're grateful that we don't have to be anxious about anything. But we just let our request be made known to you. And then that peace falls upon us. What a wonderful exchange. You take our worries and you give us your peace. Uh, God, thank you. What a wonderful father you are. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us tonight, everybody. We'll be here uh, tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. Dr. Robin will be with us. And uh, we may get a a, a phone call from somebody. I don't know. It's... It's all new. We're just uh, flying by the seat of our pants, I guess. <laughs> you guys uh, have been a blessing. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, be, feel free to um, share this on social media. Encourage people to tune in. It's an opportunity for folks to find peace and encouragement, get questions answered. A uh, chance for us to connect as we're all you know, separated in each of our individual homes. At least we have this together via live stream. So it's, it's an honor to be with you tonight. And um, please uh, send us any needs, any requests, uh, any way we can help. We will be honored to be a part of that and to get people to anyone who's in need to be able to help you. Uh, Lord bless you and keep you in Jesus' name. Amen.